0: wizards.
1: Two wizards. Two wizards. I don't want to talk about, like, that Civ game but it was the best game I've ever played 1280 AD. Peter is broke. He is. Yeah. I'm also just, uh, we should have waited. We should have waited, like, no, we shouldn't have waited, because we did this once, almost this time last year, where the goddamn Packers are playing, and it's the, like, clincher moment of the game, and it's the last two minutes, and yep. it just keeps going. It's like, no, we'll we'll just bullshit with Josh some more, you know, talk about this and that. Now we got to start recording. All right, fine. Well, shit, it's still going. It's still yeah. going. And I was gonna text you a quarter till and be like, yo, give me like twenty minutes. I'm glad I didn't, because it's still going. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all all that is Sam wreck. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I I think it was in our sports episode. I sort of gave a little hint about, uh, yeah, college football being in an uproar with some of the rules changes um Mm -hmm. to try to like speed up the game uh and i mean yes there's there's pros and cons but yeah especially man just the last two minutes of of pretty much any sport nowadays either the last two minutes on the clock or like i don't know and and baseball does operate a little differently there is there's like if you're in it and invested it's exciting it's certainly you don't want it to end but then by the end you're like okay i've had like five beers in the stadium have uh, paid eighty bucks for them <laughs> I just want to go home and sleep
1: <laughs> or if you're watching at home it's locks. yeah it's
0: like yeah oh yeah or, or if you're watching at home it's like oh, I got like I still have laundry to do like like I thought we'd be done with this already come on <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta watch a movie what are we doing right 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 yeah so it it is you know it, it is it's just one of those things that so you'll hear me get either real up or real down here in one minute. I had a bit of a moment of out uh, of aporia myself uh, let, yesterday. The Mrs. Wizard and I were again. We're like getting full on into spooky season, so we rewatched uh, Sleepy Hollow, uh, nineteen ninety nine, Johnny Depp. Oh, nice, um, all that. Which I believe I did for one of my uh, spooky month viewing things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you did. But. But I had I had a couple of like, um, holy crap moments. How did I miss this the first time around? Okay. Um, number one, the headless horseman is yes portrayed by Christopher Walken, um, but his like stunt actor is none other than Ray Park. Oh shit, Darth Maul. Yeah. So Darth Maul, which makes I mean, yeah. My heart, my, my heart was already overflowing with love for Ray Park. Uh, so yeah, now th- and and so then when I saw him like like kind of whipping his sword and like it around, it's like okay yeah I can see it now. That's definitely like some some Darth Molliness going on there. Yeah. So that's yeah. Cool. I, I, I I feel like a bad wizard. I feel like a bad wizard that I that I missed that the first time. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was again. But that's that's also the joy of. I'm, and I'm not saying that Sleepy Hollow is like peak cinema. But as I've mentioned, I really enjoy movies. And, and books and and video games and things. Where the more you revisit them, the more you kind of like. Oh, I didn't notice this before. I didn't pick this up. And uh, yeah, man, Ray Park, good stuff. It's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, yeah. If I had a nickel for every time Ray Park portrayed a like swordsman who got severely dismembered, I'd have two nickels. Which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know
1: what happens to a ray park when it gets struck by lightning? The same thing that happens to every other ray park and <laughs> cuz he was also towed in the original x-men.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah, look yeah. At that, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, well, hey, talking about other things that you come back to several times over and over again, and you pick up little things um <laughs> and then you totally realize in hindsight, of course, of course that should have been here. Well, hey, that is if nothing else, what we do here at the Two Wizards Podcast, that's what we do. I have been re-listening to some of our episodes uh, from from bygone years, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that was a fun bit" or, or whatever. But but here we are once more, the Two Wizards Podcast at Two Wizards Pod C One. My name is Josh, and I am a wizard. And
1: my name is Mark, and I am a wizard. And yes, welcome back. Um, it is weird. I. I think it was this time last year, maybe even this time last year two years ago and it was the same thing like you're gung ho but you're also kind of burnt out from school and the Packers are yep. doing terribly but there's a glimmer of hope and <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> we come to November. We come to November now Josh and like spooky season has taken its total toll out of us and we just say yep. welcome back to the Two Wizards podcast. <laughs> Remember that sometimes you got to go back and listen to them again because they're better the second time or go find those ones that are better the eighth or ninth time because the ones that are mm-hmm. better the second time aren't always that good the first time. I think that made right. sense in my head. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I was, before we were recording, I was talking about like, yeah, it's been kind of burnt out, uh, getting ready getting ready for a change of pace. Or I don't know, Mark, maybe, maybe I need something else. I mean, you know, maybe a different sort of like, maybe I need to like go out um into some wizardy solitude you know like kind of go out in nature find a nice little quiet space out out in the woods where i can be alone with my thoughts <laughs> hear the wind whistling through the leaves through the branches i don't know something like that man maybe yeah. maybe that's what maybe that's what i'm in need of this episode <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> yeah
1: sure yeah maybe and, you know if you're out there communing with nature and listening to the wind blow through the, the trees and I don't know you're gonna get thirsty what's what's in your wizards yeah. canteen
0: well as much as I would love to have like a like a spruce tip beer with me as much as I'd love to have it it's not quite it's not quite that time yet um but because we are still in spooky month uh, I have with me uh let's see here this is from uh, ace premium cider craft or ciders craft uh this is their ace limited release craft cider pumpkin so it's apple cider with pumpkin uh five percent abv because damn it we're we're I, I i am i am i'm gonna glut myself on pumpkiny beers and things because good man what because w- w- when else can you when else can you
1: yeah this is this is the only time you can yeah right, um right. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I was picking up what you were putting down about, well, kind of in a roundabout way, in a Crestonian way, and you're talking about nature and communing because Mm. I have a June Shine hard kombucha. Oh, boy. Strawberry kiwi crush.
0: Oh, here we go. Okay. Yeah, that's very, very crunchy over there in (laughs) in Crestone. (laughs) Uh, But here's on you, buddy.
1: Cheers, good buddy. Oh, truly terrible. (laughs)
0: How's that pumpkin <laughs> cider. Um this is yeah this is pretty solid. Um, pretty pretty sweet, which is okay. Um, not getting a whole lot of pumpkin necessarily, but that's also all right. Just a very very subtle, very subtle pumpkiny there, but um right on. But yeah, buddy. But yeah. Okay. Well, so Mark, we are we are as, as I was saying, we have we have we have come to a road in the woods. Uh which branched two ways. So, yes, there are there are two wizards diverged in a yellow wood. And sorry, I could not. <laughs> no, I okay. All right. All right. Enough of this lollygagging here. Mark, what are we talking about today?
1: Never mind that shit. Packers just lost. I'm depressed. That was what we we're talking about is depression. Josh, how many okay. times can something you love hurt you? And then you just say it's all right. You know, they can't perform in the heat. How many times, yeah. Josh? How many times I mean, well you know what can't perform in the heat, god damn it? Is a wizard named Mark who's gonna talk to you, his wizard buddy Josh, all about forests? The mystical, magical things that are intrinsic to all facets of human culture and reality and mysticism.
0: Hell yeah, dude. This is cause right, it's like sort of it's like kind of a continuation of our two wizards around the world, uh Geography session because you know we did we we, we we did mountains we did deserts and even though like forests aren't specifically like a geographical thing it's not necessarily a byproduct of plate te- tectonics uh still man like forests are awesome and I, I think you already hit it on the head there for 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 time immemorial stretching well into prehistory t- into the dawn of our species yeah they're they're these kind of scary things. Cause who knows what's in the forest? I mean, how many of our yokai episodes, how many of our fearsome critter episodes mm-hmm. end up being here, here. Here's this creature. Uh, the moral of the story is don't go into the forest. Kids do not um, go
1: into the, yeah. Any, really anything we do boils down to you. Stay out of those goddamn woods,
0: kids. Right. Right. Yeah. And yet at the same time, like we talked about, they are, they are places to, to commune with nature uh, I still love camping. I haven't been camping in forever. Um, and I, you know, joked about listening to the wind blowing through the trees, but like, man, there's nothing like it. You're just out there by yourself or with your loved ones. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just hear the wind whistling through the through the conifers or whatever. And psh, so good. So stinking good. Yeah. And,
1: you know, it's I, it's that last, like, and we're not going to talk about camping that much, but it's like the last way that you get out and get into, you know, the primitive for, I would say, all people, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, because, you know, you could like, I mean, I guess you could do like beach camping. I guess that's a thing. But it's not. It's not really the same. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just that's just putting a tent in sand. That doesn't count. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess you could be a bum and go city camping. You could be a bum like <laughs> Matt LaFleur who loses the goddamn Denver Broncos. Okay. <laughs> um Yeah, no, but you know it. <laughs> yeah. Contribute <laughs> to Denver's bum population, which is already vast. Fucking <laughs> cockshiner. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh, I, God. Josh, let's talk about forests. What's a
0: Josh? Yeah. What's a forest? Well, a forest, Mark. Again, much like mountains. Well, I, I, I guess deserts have maybe a, a more strict definition. It's really hard to define it, but but you know one when you see one. Um, forests you, are pornography. Yes. Forests, yeah, forests are porn. Nature porn. Um, Nature porn. Yeah. So yes, there you go. there, there, you there go. is no clear definition. There's there's hundreds of you know kind of competing definitions. One that I found at least was according to the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization, uh, that that uh, body defines a forest as quote land spanning more than 0. 0.5 uh, hectares with trees higher than 5 meters, that's like, I don't know, 15, 16 feet,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and a canopy cover of more than 10%, uh, but also not predominantly under agricultural or urban use. So it's got to have trees. they got to be pretty tall trees. I mean, 15, 16 feet is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it's not, it's not like any sort of like... Agricultural or industrial or urban, so like a park, like a like an urban park, isn't a forest, um, uh, but it's something like that. So, so with with that definition from the UN's uh, Food and Agriculture or- or Organization, we can count 4.06 billion hectares. That's about 10 billion acres or 15.7 million square miles of oh. forests cover the Earth. Yeah. Um, that's approximately 31% of the earth's land surface area. So, uh,
1: yeah. So you can so, even say that like, while they're not, you know, geography, they're still, they still are.
0: Like, oh yeah, they still are. And they're, and they're hugely important. Uh, yeah. not only for us humans, but also for like all of life, um, <laughs> yeah. forests. Yeah. Forests are the largest terrestrial ecosystem on earth. Um, and I had to do a little kind of looking about this. So forests are responsible for creating 75% of the gross primary production in the biosphere. What that means Holy is... shit. So like pr- by primary production in the biosphere, that means the process of converting carbon into organic matter. So 75% of like the total either like photosynthesis or whatever else, converting carbon into organic matter, 75% of that uh, is, uh, is a due to forests. And forests contain 80% of the Earth's uh, plant biomass. So 80% of all plants are in forests. Wow. Yeah, Red. it's incredible, dude. <laughs> it's st-
1: <laughs> I ju- okay, so like... I don't know. It's just so much to wrap your head around. I think of like kelp forests in the ocean, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't count. I don't. It's. I'm sorry. My head yeah. just kind of popped when you gave me that number, and I'm trying to wrap my
0: head around it. And I'm like, well, yeah, shit. I guess that makes sense. It's well, because there is also yeah, and, and there's there's been a, a, a lot made about like oh, you know, like algae is responsible for whatever percent of um, oh yeah, uh, yeah yeah photosynthesis and oxygen. It's like well, yeah. Yeah, but also forests. <laughs> also, forests are like the like clear, vast. Like not to discount, you know, all that algae out there, all that kelp. Um, but yeah, it's it's forests. Um, and there's basically from what from what I could kind of gather, there, there's there's essentially three main types. There are boreal forests, which are sub arctic. There are tropical forests. Um, kind of like closer to the equator. Mm-hmm. Um and there are I love this too. There are moist tropical forests and there are also dry tropical forests. Uh and then between those extremes are the temperate forests. So like kind of subarctic, you have the boreal, towards the equator you have tropical, and then in the middle there you have temperate. Makes sense. Um yeah. yeah, and uh uh you may be asking, or our listeners may be asking, Josh. Well, what about rainforests? What's the difference between a forest and a rainforest? Uh, say, Josh, what makes a forest into a rainforest? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, we are. I mean, yes, they are clearly related, and I and I believe we're even going to like take that rainforesty goodness, uh, set that on the back shelf, and. Probably have an episode in the future devoted specifically to rainforests. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. but yeah, because again, so much, so much there. But from what we can kind of gather there, so how what what, differenti- what differentiates a rainforest from you, you know some some of the other types? Um, rainforests have denser, uh, continuous canopies. It's basically just like an entire mesh of leaves and branches and vines and stuff. Um, rainforests are generally warmer so you're going to find them more in the yeah, the, the tropics, the equator kind of region uh, but this is the big one as you might imagine, Mark rainfall uh, plays a big part of it uh, rainforests receive no less than 66 inches of rain yearly what is that like? So five and a half feet? Fi- five and a half feet of rain yearly Jesus. Um, some get upwards of like 190 inches of rain. So like 30 feet of rain. What? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Just gross amounts of rain. Um, And also, again, just kind of for comparison, uh, and this was brought up in our deserts episode two, um, just again, for for, for comparison, uh, average global rainfall over land is about 30 inches. So like... Two and a half feet, uh, so yeah. Rainforests receive more than twice that, and yeah, just stupid, stupid. <laughs> Jesus, that is. Uh, so wow. so yes, we are going to be setting rainforests aside, primarily dealing with forests. Uh, Mark, you feel feel free to tag in here as well. Um, for for our planet Earth's history, uh, forests arose actually pretty late. Forests are a pretty late novel. In innovation here, uh, what we could consider the first forests arose around the late Devonian, which is approximately uh, three hundred eighty million years ago.
1: Yeah, sounds. I was, yeah, I was. Yeah, sounds right. I was going to say three seventy, but yeah,
0: yeah, something like that. Uh, and the uh, specific species that came about with that that sort of said like, aha, now we have like actual forests um, is the evolution of uh, Archaeopteryx. Not Archaeopteryx, the bird thing, the like pterodactyl bird thing, not that. But Archaeopteris, which is Greek for ancient fern. So this was like because like ferns, like prior to the late Devonian, um, it was the age of ferns. Ferns were everywhere. <laughs> that was that was the like kind of main plant life. Uh, but Archaeopteris uh is as you might imagine, has more of like a proper, what we would call, I guess, a trunk. Uh, still has kind of broad, fern-like uh, leaves. Uh, and this thing would grow upwards of 10 meters or 33 feet. So like, Jesus. Yeah. definitely more of a tree than a fern. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was also deciduous. Which Mark what's a different what what does that mean what's a what does a deciduous tree do? a uh, uh, deciduous
1: tree has leaves and it grows them in a cycle and then sheds them in a cycle and they make fall and then you walk across their dead children and you crunch them beneath your feet and go, "Yeah, I love October."
0: <laughs> right, which is also kind of fitting for talking about forests now. I mean, we're definitely we are we are well into a uh, leaf peeping season here. Uh, mm-hmm. we're getting all the all the lovely yellows and oranges and reds. Um, So, uh, so yeah, it's definitely that. And then Mark, you might contrast a deciduous tree from a coniferous tree. So what's a, what's a coniferous tree?
1: Uh, That would be any cone bearing tree, like a pine tree.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just any sort of like evergreen. That's also, I mean, I think there's some slight, you know, I'm I'm sure there's some botanist out there. That's just like losing his mind. Like you fools. (laughs) Um, But yeah, (laughs) Juniper is a
1: bush, not a tree yeah (laughs)
0: right (laughs) Right. but yeah so whereas deciduous trees yes drop their leaves in the fall um uh coniferous evergreen trees uh tend to keep their thinner more needle-like leaves year-round um and so yeah so yeah things like things like pine uh things like spruce um Stuff like yeah, stuff like that. Basically, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to list every tree that there is because oh, that's all right. Because I got a
1: list right here. Future Mark, queue up that We Fit Music. <laughs> white ash, white pine. Oh yeah, we with white pine,
0: blue pine, dwarf Spruce blue pine. pine, lodgepole pine. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Okay, well, Mark, I guess that that seems like a fairly good introduction to to forests and, and trees. D- d- do you have, like, any particular, like, favorite ones? Like, you're like, ah, these ones are really pretty. I really dig, dig these kind of trees.
1: Anything like that? I mean, as a general, aspen trees. Like, we just got yeah. back from my birthday trip into the high country. And let me tell you, man, it was peak peepage season. It was, here I am, 35, and I am, like, losing my damn mind over, oh, my God, look how pretty the trees are. But, God, look how pretty the trees are, Josh. And then, you know me, I'm yeah. a... Huge, huge fan of pine. Amazingly mm-hmm. allergic to it, but I still love it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, y- yes. Uh, also, uh, yes. And on on aspens, they have this. Um, they, they, again, they their leaves to turn this beautiful golden yellow, um, and and like offset against their kind of white bark with, with sort of like uh, uh, blacker blacker patches on it too. Just just yeah, very very aesthetically pleasing. Um, and as far as like I don't know, as far as anything else here, um, I mean I I kind of get a kick out of um the uh uh, weeping willows. Those are kind yeah, of fun. Are cool. Yeah. Um, those are pretty cool. In Pocahontas our backyard here, to
1: us, you can't swing yeah. from the boughs.
0: No, definitely do not. Definitely do not, not, do not recommend that. Do not paint um, with all the
1: colors of that wind, kids.
0: No, 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 no. Um, and then also here, uh, just in our backyard, uh, we have a couple of black walnut trees. Which, oh, nice. Those are kind of, those are kind of, those are kind of pretty, except, uh, and unfortunately, we, we've moved, I think, just past that now. Because now is like the time where they drop all their walnuts. And uh, the like fruit is like a, about the size and almost even color of a tennis ball. Oh, and wow. So yeah, so, yeah, when you get those bad boys dropping from like 30, 40 feet up, um, fortunately where we park our car in the back is like well enough away but um yeah the old propane grill has a couple of war wounds uh oh, shit. <laughs> some of these walnuts dropping um but yeah yeah okay yes yeah, so we have that we have we have some oaks around we have some maples around uh it's and i know i mean big surprise compared to uh dry ass alpine desert that is the sandless valley where it's Aspens and cottonwoods. And you <laughs> have already told us, say, like. say, hey,
1: we got cottonwoods. Yeah, don't yeah, sell us deep, so
0: short. <laughs> deep and searing. Deep and searing. Oh, oh, okay. Although, the cool thing about cottonwoods um, is if you um, grab, grab one of their twigs, if, if a twig falls down, so you break it in half, there's like a little dark spot in the center that looks like a star. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of cool, too. Or wait, are, are those aspens? No, I'm pretty sure those are those are cottonwoods that do that. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, tree, trees are great. Mark, what's your favorite tree?
1: <laughs> I want to talk about one tree really quick if I can. Oh, yes, please. Yeah, please do. Yeah, this tree is the single largest organism on the planet.
0: Ah, huh? Is this, uh, oh, what is it, like old Methuselah or something like that? No, no, no. This isn't a
1: sweet-ass uh, redwood. This is something called uh, pando, which is a aspen colony. Um, it came from, it's one single, all started from one single seed, and all of it is one clone of itself. It weighs about 13 million pounds and covers 106 acres, which oh made, which is made up of, uh, made up of about 40,000 trees. We don't oh know God. how old it is, but we're pretty sure it started growing sometime in the last ice age, and you can go visit it up in
0: uh, Utah. That's so stinking cool, man. Up yeah, there it
1: is. Fish Lake National Forest. Yeah, just one single colony of aspen clones, just one single aspen tree, is now <laughs> forty thousand aspen trees, and that is so goddamn cool.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. So so okay, so like. Well, and also too, and, and I'm sure we're we're getting into this. So like, it's like not only not only do trees provide things like, like shade, which is very helpful, uh, and they do the whole uh, photosynthesis thing, uh, uh, taking in carbon dioxide and then uh, releasing oxygen. And we've kind of hinted at this already, right? Like um, uh, forests are, are such a huge center for various types of industry, like the lumber industry, of course. Um, I meant to like look up what the like world like value of the logging um, industry is, but I'm sure I'm sure it's something like re- re- ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but also even things like, uh, of, of course, if, if there are fruit bearing trees, you get a nice little orchard, get your get your apples, get your pears, mm-hmm. uh, get your olives. I mean, like, holy cow, like olive trees are so like vitally Im- Im- important um, across the Mediterranean there. Even like I was looking this up to like resin, like harvesting trees for their resin um, to use for, for like uh, making adhesives. Like that was that was a kick ass industry in the 18th and 19th century, um, and yeah, I, that's what you did. Yeah, you just, like, like the Belgian just, Congo ran on rubber tree. Like, yeah, it's rubber, rubber trees. Yeah, goddamn.
1: Yeah, God it, damn. yeah. Woo. and slavery too. But you know, the primary right. export was rubber.
0: Yeah, yeah, and a lot of times using slavery to get the rubber. But yes, it's all it's all it's all kind of tied up there. Um, but yeah, and just, and just right, like so much, so much of like um, uh, construction, building houses, building ships, uh, building weapons of war, uh, you can't make a sweet ass trebuchet out of some goddamn fern, you get laughed out of the, you get laughed out of the Hundred Years War if you rolled up with a fern, a fern boucher. <laughs> what is that? Cork!
1: It's a shitty battering ram. Yeah, but it's real light. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what we're talking, uh, Trojan War, we're talking about, you know, they went up to Mount, not Parnassus, what butted into Troy, it was Mount, uh, Ida. Ida, yeah, they, the Greeks went up and cut down, like, the giant, uh, pine tree on Ida, and it, like, further pissed off the local gods, like, yeah. Mm -hmm. All part of it. Well, yeah. and
0: even that, and, and, even, and I think precisely that too, and maybe this will be a nice tra- transition too. Like, so yes, on top of things like, well, well, and, and also maybe a tangent before that tangent, also just like the biodiversity, because there are tons of other animals who live in, in the forest and uh, have for, for millennia been sources of food, uh, been sources of um, like bone, like, you know, like making, making bone fish hooks, making bone uh, tools and weapons. Uh, fur, uh, get some sweet ass deer antlers that you can brag about to other people. Um, yeah, so yeah, just like uh, uh, all of the uh, uh, birds that live in forests, yeah, forest, forests are awesome. God damn, forests are great, <laughs> they really
1: are. Like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't well, know. Like, I feel like we're like. Two kids presenting, like, a paper in, like, fourth grade. It's, forests are made of trees. Trees are good because trees make oxygen by drinking our carbon dioxide. And then, <laughs> but, like, at the same time, what the fuck do you say about a forest? You know what I, like, yeah. yeah. Other than they're full of trees and animals and they make up biomass and... There's also weird shit inside of them.
0: <laughs> like... There's also, yes, the weirdest the weirdest of, of, of weird shit. Which, yes, is as, as great and as wonderful as it is to live nearby a forest. You know, you can go in and like do your hunting and do your trapping. Do all that. Uh, but not after dark. Not even when it's, you know, kind of like misty and foggy. Um, you hear some weird things. You see some weird things in the forest there. And, and yes, and so I think that's part of it too. The the mystery, the supernatural things that happen in in the forest. Um the 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 spiritual encounters um that, that you have in the forest too, that's also pretty well documented throughout time and culture.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a point and I totally forgot what it was. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that's time, time and culture. culture. <laughs> yeah, time <laughs> and culture. <laughs> Well, so oh okay, so yeah, yes, we we are, I guess, consider that our like fourth grade project report. Um, and lest you think we dropped our pollen too early, uh, only half an hour in, like, oh no, baby, we're just we're just getting started for pollen season here. We're just we're just building up here. We did not shoot our little granules of. <laughs> I didn't fuck up your windshield yet. Don't worry, honey. <laughs> Right, right. We're, we're, we're just getting started. So I guess, Mark, okay. Forests, in a nutshell, a primer. Where do we want to go next? What do you want to talk about next with, with well, forests? Well, do you have one or
1: two in particular that you're fond of? Or you know what you asked me? I didn't, I didn't ask you. I'm sorry. I should have reciprocated here. What, uh, you got a tree you're real partial to? You know what I mean? Like a favorite? Well, You mentioned, the, uh, are... Methuselah. I know you, I remember you mentioning, like what the Joshua tree in our gardening episode when we were two hobbits. Yeah, and I want to say that's true. The tree of endless meat Laidra something. I don't know. That was two years ago. I'm uh, a different oof. wizard. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, right? like you well, got so, one in particular.
0: Well, I, I do have one or two. Uh, I, and I'm, I'm trying to remember when I also shouted this out. Um, there is, of course, um, in Athens on the Acropolis. There, hmm. as the the legend has it, that as this new city was rising up, and uh, there was some question about which god would would become its patron deity, and it sort of came down between Poseidon, god of the sea, and Athene, or Athena, goddess of wisdom and warcraft and handiwork and all that. And so Poseidon said, "Ah, oh, citizens of this new town, surely would." to be called uh, Poseidona uh, after this, behold my gift to you, and he smacked his trident on the uh, the Acropolis, the the sort of rocky hill there, and up popped some water, and the people of the city were like, ah, this is amazing, you know, because it's Greece and super hot and uh, don't get a lot of rainfall here, hey, this is fantastic, what a wonderful gift, Uh, but they taste it and because he's Poseidon, god of the seas, well it's salt water. It's like, "Okay, well that's not going to do us any good. God damn. Poseidon <laughs> damn." <laughs> and then nice Athena. Food. Yeah, and then Athena in her wisdom said, "Dear people of this city, that will maybe one day be called Athens. This is my gift to you. Consider this thing that I am calling the olive tree and see how see how it grows so so sturdy and strong and you can use its um uh, lumber for all sorts of building. It has this It has this fruit that you can eat and you can uh, make this great olive oil with it. And it even has a little seed so that, I don't know, all this fails you need to set something on fire, you can use a little seed here. And then the people said, ah, this is truly the best gift. So Athena, we're going to name the city after you. Now it's Athens. Um, and that tree, that exact olive tree stood on the Acropolis, on the Athenian uh, uh, Acropolis for years and years and years um, until that son-of-a-bitch Xerxes came in, um, lay siege to Athens, drove everybody out, burnt down the sacred olive tree. Um, yeah. But then the Battle of Salamis happened and the Battle of Plataea happened, kicked the Persians out, and lo and behold, even though like the olive tree was like kind of charred up, there, there was still there was it was still hardy enough because like olive is notoriously hard to burn, right? Like back when I was still living in Alamosa, uh we tried to like have a have a fire pit night with some Russian olive that you brought over, and that oh, shit yeah. would not burn for anything.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is dense. My grandparents had yeah dense a bunch ship, in their backyard, not... and as they were so, like extracting them migrate with they had a fireplace too and like they that shit just does not burn it was amazing sorry totally cut you off but yeah it's
0: oh yeah yeah so 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 even despite all all that the whole whole tempers are up that tree still they were still able to like replant that tree and when i went to uh, uh athens last year it wasn't the same one. It wasn't the same one, but they still have an olive tree growing there on the Acropolis, right next to the Erechtheion and um, the porch of the Caryatids. And I did, and I had a little cry because it was so good. And then when I was in Delphi, uh, kind of walking around, there was I, I found a wild olive tree there, and I ate that olive raw, just off the, just off the branch there. Um, but. Those are not the trees that I necessarily want to want to get into. I, I want to get into one that's maybe a little a little less well known. Um, okay. And these are the trees um, at this place called Dodona in northwestern Greece. And so this this forest of oak trees uh, there in Dodona um, was it 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 predated. And it was ultimately uh i guess supplanted by uh the Oracle at Delphi, but Dodona had a sacred grove of olive trees dedicated to zeus and Mark these trees could tell the future I could tell the future they <laughs> okay. were they were they were prophetic trees um and so much like with any sort of shrine uh the the people would go there. They present an offering to the priests and or priestesses. Uh, they would ask their question. And then the priest or priestess would go into the grove and they would listen to the sound of the wind blowing through the trees, blowing through the leaves. Um, and then that's what they would interpret as like the answer to to these people's questions. Interesting. Um, yeah. So there, there's also, I just saw there's some, archaeological work like maybe maybe it was like the wind the sound of the wind yes but also there, there were some kind of like bronze objects discovered dating back to this period so it's like okay. maybe they were like maybe those were like sort of wind chimey things and that's what they listened to that was supposed to be like Zeus talking to them um, but yeah so like this place was like the, the place to go um, if you wanted to uh, receive an oracle until the oracle at Delphi came along um, huh. there's records of bronze offerings so the people you know, would come with their like payment or whatever, uh, that date back to the uh, 14th and 13th century BCE. It's so like 1300s, 1200s. So like a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and uh, the shrine there uh, was uh, built in honor of Zeus Nios. Uh, Nios means like a stream because apparently there was a stream that ran underneath the, the shrine. Okay. um or uh it was sacred to Zeus uh Buleos, which means Zeus the counselor um which would make sense if you're gonna you know get a get a prophecy from him um the sacred trees of Dodona are mentioned in both the Iliad and the Odyssey um but not really in any great detail they're just kind of just kind of like little little uh out shout outs there uh so maybe instead of Homer let's turn to... Another friend of the show and the father of history, Herodotus. Yes, Herodotus writes about Dodona. Um, specifically, it's when Herodotus is in Egypt, because Egypt has has, has had this long tradition of like uh, um, seeing the future, prophesizing, And he hears this story uh, from the Egyptians there, from some of the e- e- Egyptian priests. Um, this is in Book 5, uh, and it goes a little something like this. Quote, Two black doves had come flying from Thebes in Egypt one to Libya, and one to Dodona. The latter settled on an oak tree, and there uttered human speech, declaring that a place of divination from Zeus must be made there. The people of Dodona understood that the message was divine, and therefore established the oracular shrine. The dove which came to Libya told the Libyans, they say, to make an oracle of Ammon. This is also sacred to Zeus. Such was the story told by the Dodonian priestesses the eldest of whom was uh, pro Promania, the next uh, Timarete, and the youngest Nicandra. And the rest of the servants of the temple at Dodona similarly held it true. So there was this dove, a pair of doves flew out of Thebes in Egypt and said like, hey, yo, check it. You should build a sacred grove here and then I'll tell you the future because I'm Zeus. <laughs> And so, yeah, that's what, that's what people would do. They would go to Dodona and uh, make some offerings and then get get their messages.
1: Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome.
0: Um, a couple last little kind of notes about Dodona there. Um, Dodona also shows up in the Argonautica of Apollonius of Rhodes. So this like kind of later epic poem about Jason and the Argonauts. Um, and, and the Argo, uh, it said there, has the power of speech and prophecy because part of it was built from an oak tree from Dodona. Oh, um, that's right. I forgot
1: that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and in talk, the um
0: of. Yeah. right right. Yeah, in the um well in in the um uh Harryhausen film, they like literally give like the figurehead of the ship is like a woman who's who's like talking yeah. and so that's that's a kind of shout out to um um the Argonautica. Uh yeah, there's a, there's a section from from that poem it's like right when jason and the crew was like heading out they're like just about to leave the harbor and there's this little bit about like and everybody was cheering um and even the ship even the ship started cheering and it's like anchors away (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because well and like uh specifically it was the keel so like the like main uh runs like uh aft to uh, no, no, fore for to aft, right? Like front to back, that like main structurally important beam that was apparently made from this oak tree. Um, so uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, and, there, and there's a couple other, there's a couple other little kind of details about it. But, um, but yeah, so like trees, again, they also have oftentimes, trees and forests have some sort of divine aspects to them, whether it's the olive tree um, at the Acropolis of Athens, whether it's the sacred grove of Dodona, um, on the island of Delos, where, um, Apollo and Artemis were said to have been born, there's like a sacred palm tree there. Um, that gets shouted out, that gets shouted out in, in the Odyssey. So like okay. tree, trees, trees and forests are great. <laughs> That's what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> yeah. They, they are like, I, I don't know. It's amazing to me. Like how much of it too is just, it's such a part of us. And like, even the bit, like mm-hmm. the, 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 the dove landed in the Oak tree, of course it did. It yeah. Zeus's tree, you know, like, of course it landed in that one tree because it had to be that. It didn't land in, like, the cottonwood. It, you know, like. <laughs> you're right, you're right. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's awesome.
0: Well, there's something. Uh, I, was, I was trying to find this, too. There's something, too, about the, um, yeah, the, like, shrine there at Dodona B Because they are oak trees and dropping acorns. They would, like, uh, take the acorns and, like, grind them up. And make flour, and so you'd have like okay. little acorn pancakes. I think I was reading something about that too. But um, but yeah, man, shoot. God, what are
1: your fucking gains on Zeus-based acorn protein pancakes? <laughs> right. <laughs> you eat one, and you were just like, jacked to shit and glorious. Yeah. And <laughs> you can turn into a bird, but only one time. Yeah, right. got to be one time. really horny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's too good <laughs>
1: unless i am misreading the room josh we are about to get into a little bit spookier right
0: i i think i think you're right i think you're right there and 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 so to that to that end um i finished my pumpkin cider uh and i'm moving now back to land grant uh old old favorites uh and this is their skull session lager um has kind of a cute picture of a, of a skeleton um, playing a trumpet, like in a marching band. And why it's called Skull Session, so like, not only does uh, the Ohio State have a really good football team, we also have a really good marching band. Um, some say it's the best damn band in the land. Uh, <laughs> that's its whole kind of thing. And so anyway, before home games, the band, you know, they have their like... They they play during the games. They have like a pregame show. They have a halftime show, um, and also like they do like they do open rehearsals and people can go watch um, watch the band perform before the game. And those are called skull sessions for some reason. Uh, so I guess this spear is an honor of that. So uh, here's on you land grant. Here's on you the best damn band in the land. Right on. Actually, she okay. I'm gonna take a sip and then. Um, I also just put something together here, and I've talked about it before, but I I did I wasn't planning on going into it this episode for some reason. Um, sh- uh, yeah, shoot, here here in Ohio we are the Buckeye State, and a Buckeye is a tree that produces those weird nuts. Um, oh yeah, and so okay, so there's Ohio Stadium, this giant sports complex. And then there's like some practice fields and stuff. And that's where skull session happens is on the practice field. We'll kind of be between those, we have Buckeye Grove. So we have our own like kind of little mini forest oh, of, of uh, Buckeye trees. And there are teams. There are teams of people. I'm, I'm pretty sure employed by the university uh, whose job it is, is to go and like harvest the Buckeye nuts that drop on the ground. Um, because, awesome. because... It, It's a whole damn thing. And, like, we're not just going to let these undergrads steal our Buckeye nuts. We have... Those are ours. (laughs) And so, yeah, there there have been times over the years, I would be walking to class or walking to the theater building or whatever, and, yeah, I'll see, like, a group of, like, I don't know, two or three maintenance people with their, like, blue plastic buckets uh, going around picking up (laughs) Buckeyes. And, I mean, I'm going to say this and I'm almost graduated anyway I don't think I'll get kicked out of school but I've I've taken some of those Buckeye nuts I'm like aha they missed one and so I pocket a couple real quick and yeah I still got them floating around here so um yeah shoot sure, look at that the the Buckeye tree the the humble Buckeye tree which produces a poisonous nut <laughs> Me too, but the doctor said if I take those pills
1: and use that cream, it'll all go away. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I want to tell you about. What I want to tell you about is out uh, of Southern Tier Brewing, their Warlock Imperial Pumpkin Stout. Oh, baby. Oh, that sounds so good. Goddamn right. It's got an ooky, spooky pumpkin jacket whistle lantern. I'm going to send you a picture of them Oh, nice. Um, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I think you had these guys, the this, this Southern Tier, a couple weeks ago. I think yeah, I did. they're pump, pump King, because yeah, I made the yu Yeah, I had the Pump joke, King, yeah. yeah.
0: I did not have the Imperial, although now I wish I did. Holy cow, that's awesome.
1: And it's only an 8.6, so like, okay, on the yeah, Imperial it's only- scale, it's a little bit lighter, so I'm not going to get totally
0: horsed here. Right, yeah, that's that, that's much more manageable. Yeah, oh, great, great, yeah. great, 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 Okay, so yes, we are reprovisioned, we're, we're once again out in nature, um... Eating those buckeyes just right off the ground, <laughs> <laughs> getting poisoned, oh. tripping nuts. Yeah, tripping, punching a car, fighting
1: a bear. What do you think? You're better than me. You think you're better than me? You know who does? Who's that? You know who thinks they're better than you? Who? State of New Jersey. <laughs> State of New York. State, New State of York. Pennsylvania. Okay. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. We, we, it's we always just sunny in
1: Philadelphia sun, and it's always sunny. In these states, do you know what all three of these states host in common, or have in common? Well, I'll tell you a couple things. Number one, they all have at least one giant metropolis, like, inside of them.
0: hmm
1: So, you know, Philly, um, Pittsburgh, Philly. New York, you, you know, mm-hmm. giant cities on the inside. They all yep. have their own brand of meathead. Oh, okay. Philly is the amped-up white sports asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, New York is, like, the kind of just, you know, hardhead out of Queens. And then New Jersey is, you know... New Jersey, yeah. The Sopranos. Tony Mm -hmm. Soprano. (laughs) (laughs) They also border around a forest, Josh. A forest called... The The Pine Pine Barrens. Dun, dun, dun... (laughs) (laughs) Thunderclatter, <laughs> man! I have, I have enjoyed just abusing that sound effect this season. Let me tell you. Oh God! Yeah. Hell yeah, dude! <laughs> I threw a couple into Reanimator. I edited Reanimator today and threw a couple oh, in nice. there. And it was like, yes, just be a bitch about it. <laughs> uh, the Pine Barrens, Josh, uh, oh. is a colossal 1.1 million acre forest.
0: Man, that's crazy. But
1: it's only about as old as the Hollow Moon or the last glacial maximum, (laughs) wink, (laughs) wink, about 12,000 years. Read that as about ten to 12,000 years old, uh, right when humanity had restarted its game of Civ. Um, It grew up as coastlines started falling. You know, the the ocean pushes up, it pushes sediment up, and the coastline recedes and you get a beach, right? You see pine forests that will butt right up into, you know, sandy beachhead, Mm because they can... They can support it. You know, pine trees are badass. We yeah. we could do an entire episode about how cool doing? pine trees are. Right, 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 right. But so this sandy bottom is called uh, Sugar Sand by the locals. It's like this real fine white, it looks like sugar. It's home to cedar trees, a ton of cedar trees, which make all the groundwater in the area a kind of ruddy red color. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, it has massive amounts of um, something called bog iron. Which oh, is just, okay. it's naturally occurring iron. Um, you know, we're talking about the sea rising and falling. This is also how iron gets into this, gets into here. Um, but so, it, it, it naturally occurring iron, which also discolors the water. Mm. It's full of carnivorous plants. It's got, like, some of the only pitcher plants of certain types inside the pine barrens. <laughs> and it also is home to the rare pygmy pine, Josh. As well oh. as what other kind of tree? Pine. That's right, Josh. Yep. Pine. It's all goddamn pine outside of the, you know, super hardy cedars that say, fuck you, pine. We didn't really talk about it. But pine trees being conifer- coniferous trees, they are. They make the soil highly acidic when they do drop their needles. Oh, okay. Okay. And so it makes anything growing in a pine forest kind of tough to do. It, anything growing in a pine forest is badass, is the mm. easiest way to say it, just gotcha. because the soil is so shitty. Um... And while it's highly, you know, inhospitable to plants, it's also highly unhospitable for humans, too. Because you can't grow crops onto it. So, like, even starting out, the Pine Barrens had this, like, super cool natural defense. And, again, I kind of want you to go back and draw this parallel like, New York, Philly, New Jersey. And, like, there's the Pine Barrens right in the middle of all the civilization. Right, 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 right. the New Jersey Turnpike cuts through, like... You gotta go through the Pine Barrens to get... It's crazy, dude. It's just goddamn crazy. They also catch fire. Like, they always have. They just catch fire for fun. My theory is igniting swamp gas, whatever. It also is probably just human. But it's also always been human. So, back in, like... 10 or so, about 10,000 years ago, uh, the people that would become the Lenape people, it was a separate tribe that we don't know anything a lot about called the fire regime because they used forest fires to like gentrify soil so you could farm in it. Oh, and then also, and then once you burnt down a forest, uh, it would regrow, but other plants would regrow inside of it, all that acid would be taken out of the soil, and so you would grow like an under growth and then like more animals would come into the air it's crazy literally also this is the most new york of all new york bullshit like (laughs) he built up the neighborhoods and raised the rent and then you know you it's crazy
0: dude it's so crazy that's a mighty fine pine bear you got there sure would be a shame if something bad happened to it (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's nuts. nuts. Um, anyway, when the white man did show up to the barons, they were shocked to not only find that there was a bunch of trees that they could turn into houses, but they mm-hmm. also found all that good bog iron. Oh, yeah. It's a bitch to get. It makes the water a brown color, like I said. But that bog iron is a source of all-American iron, Josh, because, it, according to NewJersey.gov, uh, some of that... Iron was used to make the guns and cannons in the Revolutionary War and the War of 1812. God God. bless America.
0: Look at that, man. Yeah, look at that.
1: Yeah. Until they found, like, ground iron in Pennsylvania and said, this is bullshit, and they noped out of there. (laughs) Because, again, swamp iron is a bitch to get. (laughs) Yeah, it's just
0: a bitch to get to.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The Pine Barrens are also home to some real ooky spooky bullshit including the pirate ghost of one Captain Kidd who is said to be seen walking through the woods. Oh, okay. Often. Uh, mm. There's a thing called the Blue Hole in Monroe Township. It's, at the bo- it's a bottomless pond that never freezes, but it is always colder than all the bodies of water around it.
0: Whoa, okay. Whoa, now, this, okay.
1: La- this lack of freezing is said to be due to the incredibly fast currents that are deep underneath this body of water, deep underneath this blue hole, which connect to other bo- other bodies, of water and holes like a big old honeycomb. So there's like an un- there is said there is this, is this is a there is a said to be a, like interlocking system of ponds. Hmm. OK, OK, OK. Now, the blue hole is also unique, Josh, because it's what? That's right. It's blue. Instead of everything else around, which is like the gross kind of ruddy cedar color or gross brown swamp iron color, it is a bright blue.
0: That's, oh yeah, that'd be so weird. Holy cow, that'd be so weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're just like going through it and like you're so used to seeing like all this crappy brown red water everywhere. And then you just see this, yeah, just stark blue thing that like doesn't, doesn't freeze in winter. That's so weird. Ugh.
1: Yeah, it's located a couple miles out of that Monroeville or that Monroe Township. Okay. okay. And you just got to hike through a forest. Um, swimming is illegal, but apparently the law doesn't exist in Jersey. And if it does, it's taking down the Sopranos, not policing swimming holes. <laughs> But there is public concern because people have drowned because it is bottomless. Ha ha ha! It's probably not. It's actually a hundred feet at its deepest. But local legend holds, Josh, that the Blue Hole is one of the many portals that is used within the Pine Barrens forest for its most infamous inhabitant. That's right, baby, the Jersey Devil. Thunderclatter. <laughs> the Jersey Devil. Ugh! I don't know what Jersey <laughs> people sound like. Gabagool. <laughs> Gabagool. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just love right like, you know, whatever new Batman movie comes out, it's like, oh, oh, okay, we've already have had shots of the Batmobile like coming out of this cave or like shooting out from behind a waterfall. Okay, we got to liven it up here. We got to create some new toys to sell. Uh but so oh uh, yeah, the 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 Batboat, the Batmarine, the Batsubmarine, whatever. But just like <laughs> that but before but for the Jersey Devil. Like he's like all right, now now there's a Jersey Devil in his scuba gear coming out of the blue hole. <laughs> Jersey
1: Devil's got scuba action.
0: Wow!
1: <laughs> Use deep diving devil to thwart the Mothman before he blows up the silver Bridge. <laughs> yeah, get him, devil. Yeah, I can see this in my head, yeah. <laughs> coming to a two wizards toy store near you.
0: Yeah, right, right, right.
1: There's Bigfoot in the command center. <laughs>
0: With the redwoods playset is Bigfoot, <laughs> where a Humonculus can be a Humonculus. <laughs> 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 all right, so all right, we're, we're getting we're getting we're we're getting goofy here, and I love it. But we're talking about forests too. We're talking about forests.
1: Talk about forests. talking about the Jersey Devil. We're actually not. That's a misdirect. He's got his own episode that is coming up. But real quick, do, um. You know about the you know about him,
0: right, Josh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what do you what do you, what do you know? Just give me your crash course because I'm kind of curious. Well, so yeah, so he's he's this entity that yeah, kind of uh uh plagues New Jersey and and uh, surrounding parts. Um, if I remember right, like yeah, like doesn't he have like like eyes of fire and um, you like swoops down in the middle of the night and it attacks uh teenagers and their Cars on Makeout Ridge, right? Like, isn't that kind of
1: m- yeah? It's, mostly it, yeah, pretty much it, yeah. Does yeah, he have, it was,
0: a, d- d- hmm? and, and wings, right? No, yeah, Maybe? yeah, yeah. He he can fly. Yeah, okay. he was
1: um said to be the third, the, the cursed thirteenth child of a mother Leeds, who lived at Leeds Point Cabin, had mm-hmm. twelve kids. This was the thirteenth, and she you know cursed the child and said this child will be a devil. So the child flew out of her bat cave on membranous wings and had a horse head <laughs> and you know the the cloven hoof deal uh, gotcha, red glowing true. eyes of hell I th- want to say you know the Satan pitched fork tail. Yeah, yeah 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 it then you know flew out into the Pine Barrens and you know still haunts her to this day um, like I say there is the episode incoming but there is one tidbit that I want to leave you with an account from 1909 um, from one Navy commander St- uh, Stefan Decatur Okay. He was testing cannonballs at the Hanover Mill works in the Pine Barrens. When all the shootings pissed off the creature, which flew out of the woods and started flying towards them, they shot at it, missed it, shot at it again, and then hit it, but the devil was not phased by the cannonball, and it flew off into the night screaming.
0: Oh, holy cow. Okay. All right. Yeah. Isn't, That's that, sweet. isn't that shit cool? Like, That's super sweet. I
1: want to know, even if it's a lie. Even if it's a lie. Okay, why is that a lie? What the hell was Navy Commander Decatur doing fucking around that he had to make a report that a devil showed up? And so we shot... Like, during target practice, so we shot the fucker. Like, and in 1909, too, you know? So, like... Yeah, right. I'm just saying, it's... Oh, God. It's, like, just
0: so close to, like, the almost near future, you know? Right. Yeah, I just... I just... Again, man, like so many other things that we've talked about, I I want to believe, I want to believe that like there was there was something that was actually there and not just oh sh- sh- uh, during yeah like cannon practice we accidentally uh, shot the corporal's horse. Uh, how are we going to pass this <laughs> off? Uh, say it's the Jersey Devil.
1: <laughs> it's coming right for us. It's coming um. right for us. <laughs>
0: So I do want to
1: leave the uh, pine barrens in kind of like a positive note. Um, Mm -hmm. Man has attempted to tame it, and it has defied man. It acts as like a natural boundary between city and forest in this area. Like they're trying to develop it, but like even the sandy soil is shit to build up on. Mm. Like even at its base nature, like the, the the pine barrens are kind of defying man. Um, like I said earlier, it's a 1.1 million acres. It's also protected by federal law. Pine Barrens area is responsible for filling 170, 170 million gallon aquifer.
0: Okay. All right.
1: So it's also super important to like, you know, all the people
0: involved, like anybody around the area. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah yeah. Even if, okay. Even if it's this acidic soil and you can't really do anything with it. There's this, there's this bog iron that's messing up your water supply. Um, even then like, yeah, like you, you make do with what you can and yep. yeah. And if that includes having a Jersey devil story, then buy gum, have at it. <laughs> Goddamn right. And maybe the Jersey
1: devil doesn't live in the pine burns. Maybe it's all bullshit. We'll find out again later. Yes. But, Something else did come back. Um, thanks to this kind of these protections, especially starting in the 1960s and 70s, um, local populations of bobcats have started appearing again, and so have black bears. So, like, nature is literally healing mm. in the Pine Barrens. Nice. It's like, it's what you would call an anti-natural wonder and sieve. You get, gotcha. like, plus one to appeal tiles and negative three to production. I don't know. Um, it's a really good spooky forest. Mm-hmm. and i like it a lot it's also you know a pretty awesome episode some would say the best episode of the sopranos i guess that is true right That's but anyway right. i've been talking for a long time you got a you got a forest you want to tell me about buddy maybe well, a scary tree or a haunted glen
0: <laughs> well i i don't know if if we maybe have have this one in in common uh but uh there is there is another sort of like fairly well known uh forest known for its its spooky spookiness um and it's 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 one that's in it's one that's in you know sure it's no ancient greece um sure it's no hollow moon uh but it's another country that is also a fan favorite here at the two withers podcast and this is the black forest of germany
1: oh, oh, oh. aka the schwarzwald
0: the schwarzwald
1: <laughs> in the baden-württemberg state of germany the baden-württemberg exactly <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah i got the whole thing we can totally tag team i'm excited Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 My good, bad. Ja. I really should have collaborated with you. No. I no. Looked, this is fine. No no, right. no,
0: I... no. no. Because I had one with Dodona. You had one for the Pine Barrens. And then yeah, we can, we can, we, we can join our Hans together like Hans und Gretel and. Yeah. Ja,
1: skipping off.
0: Woof! <laughs> <laughs> so. I'll leave a tra- trailer
1: too with his breadcrumbs. <laughs> to start spinning up our merch, Josh. We gotta start like exactly, yeah. thinking of these ideas.
0: All all these ideas. We're getting it. We're getting it going. Um okay. Talk but to me yes. about the Black Forest, buddy. Yes. Okay. So, so Mark, tell tell me a little bit more about the Black Forest. Or you can ask me, Josh, tell tell me a little bit more about the Black Forest.
1: You tell me. You tell me. Okay, Let's, all right, fair enough. We're, we're playing tennis. It's not really a German okay, yeah, sport, but we're two fancy boys playing I mean, with our shuttlecocks just... in the forest like so many Cigarette ads in the nineties, apparently. Well, th-
0: well, yeah. There was there was there was Hans Becker, and there was uh, 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 Martina Hingis. Wasn't she? Wasn't she also German? I, I got no
1: clue. This tennis? is tennis. <laughs> I shouldn't have said tennis. Oh no, she's Swiss. I okay, the worst mind. possible sport. I really dropped the ball. Kind of like Matt Lafleur dropped the ball today when he's coaching the Green Bay Packers.
0: <laughs> no, it's okay. No, it's like okay. That's right, so I brought it back. <laughs> there it is. So, yes, the Black Forest, a.k.a. the Schwarzwald, uh, is a, yes, large forest uh, slash mountain range uh, in southwestern Germany in the state of Baden-Württemberg. And, uh, yeah, it's roughly uh, uh, 100 miles long and uh, up to 30 miles across, um, roughly 2,300 square miles. Uh, and yes, this is also when when one thinks of forests and like spooky, spooky things in in the forest. I think a lot of times, and uh, I suppose hats off to the to the Brothers Grimm for this. We immediately kind of envision the the Black Forest. Um. So, but it also extends back into antiquity because uh, during the Roman Empire in, in their it advancements into uh, Germania. Um, yeah, they were getting kind of up, up this way too, and uh, holy shit, they like. Had some like resistance from the local people there. Um, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Abnoba Mons uh, was was the sort of like local name uh, for the Black Forest after the Celtic deity Ab Abnoba, who was um, y- yeah it, uh, maybe also like associated with with a mountain or with a mountain range in that area. Uh, but um but but the name Abnoba uh not exactly clear maybe it's uh with the sort of like proto-germanic word uh abso meaning water or river or maybe it's from uh, a proto-indo-european uh neguo, meaning naked nude or tree mm? but anyway mm-hmm. yeah this is like sort of a forest and or river goddess uh and so yeah this is like the um yeah, the, the mountain of Abnoba, the, the, the forest of that. Um, in Roman, it was also called the uh, Silva... Um, no, sorry. Yeah. The Sil, Sil, Silva? Yeah. Sil, no, Silva. Silva Marciana, the Marcinian yeah. forest, uh, because that's from uh, the word marca this germanic word Marka, meaning border so it's like the border forest and who lived in the border forest the border people the Marcomani. <laughs> and so yeah that's where that's literally where the
1: border like who lived in the... okay so just yeah. really quick i, I just i was, uh, pause really quick sorry i'm mm-hmm. tagging in mm-hmm. okay so it's called so it's called the border forest mm-hmm. because the forest is okay so it's like it's like fangorn forest in lord of the rings literally like yeah. It is the cutoff gap in territory. Because on the one hand is like Rohan and civilization. And on the other hand are all the goddamn barbarians. And we call them the bar- the, the border people who shouldn't... It's crazy. Okay, keep going.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. But, but, and, and I think that's it too. I think that's exactly it. We've, we've kind of hinted at before. Like, yes, the forest, you can listen to the gods. But yes, there's also like weird barbarian people who live in the forest so so stay out unless you roll up with your seventh legion uh, <laughs> but uh but but yeah and so as you also may know mark like the romans kind of like made a push into modern day germany but they didn't go it wasn't as successful as like say going into uh a Gaul in france as going all the way into like Britonia in like the in modern day england um, cause yeah. yeah, there were these weird freaky people in these weird freaky forests and then the battle of Teutoburg forest happened and well, yeah, then we're just <laughs> going to stop there. We're just going to stop there. Uh, we had to,
1: we had to cover that.
0: I, you know what? I am cocky post
1: Trojan war. I would, cause I got a whole bit about like, uh, uh, what's his name? Agricola and his like missing Legion. I wrote a whole episode about that like a year ago. Yeah. We could and, do we could, we, do could totally like, do a Ro- we could do a rome military
0: yeah. fuck ups episode that'd be cool as shit that that would be that would be pretty awesome so yes ab- ab- absolutely keeping that keeping that um, yeah sorry didn't mean to people. totally derail there no 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 you're fine uh and so so yes all, all that is to say that like yeah it was this dark dense forest that is like seemingly impenetrable uh, and yet like when when there eventually was a Roman road, uh, uh, kind of built up through through there, because hey, there's also things like mines and like again, like ores and salt. Um, that's very very yeah, very good to have if you're a civilization. Um, it's but, that but pays yeah. in salt, yeah, that exactly. It pays yeah, that your pays, troops in
1: goddamn salt. Yeah. Pays your yeah.
0: troops in salt. Yeah. Um, but it was not even, like, the Romans necessarily that, like, ultimately colonized and took it over. It was another Germanic tribe, the Alemanni. Um, so even then, like, what does it take to uh, conquer the Black Forest? Not the Romans. It's another Germanic tribe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it was... So, oh, yeah, go for it. Yeah.
1: No, Well, no, I was just going to say the Alemanni are super cool. It's where you get, like... Um, like so I guess it's, like, a base form a german out of but like Mm -hmm. that's the french word so in french germans are uh allemands
0: yeah and and uh same for spanish too yeah yeah uh,
1: and so just like this tribe is essentially like the italians couldn't do it it took germans to conquer germany like right it's so fucking cool like okay
0: tag back in sorry no yeah no that's fine and so and so yeah and so there's and that was sort of like the region, um, this like really hard to hard to conquer area. Um, there were like all sorts of like defensive fortifications that that you, you can still find there. Um, yeah, it's just it's just this really it's just really intense, spooky place. And maybe I'll tag I'll tag you back in that, yeah, what, what else sort of, like, helped to popularize this region and why it has the, uh, it has the reputation that it does today? What, 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 what else might have happened, Mark?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, here I am in uh, Mrs. Wahlberg's uh, fourth grade history class. <clears throat> the Black Forest is a land of contrasts. <laughs> the primary dialect spoken there is not German, but Alemanni. The Black Forest is also known for its signature clock styles, superior style of chocolate cake, hence no coconut, and ham. Got All right, really quick, we're going to talk about Black Forest ham. Josh, did oh you God. know that Black Forest ham is like the, the, the bourbon or the
0: champagne of Germany? I, I did not necessarily know that, but it also does not surprise me.
1: Yeah, it actually achieved uh, cultural significance in 1997. Um, It was listed as being something that was unique to only this region of the world. So it's, you know, only champagne comes from the Champagne region in France. (laughs) That shit. But with ham... Um, and what makes it so fucking special, I'll tell you, because I bothered to copy this bit down off Wikipedia, because I am learning how to cure and smoke my own meats. Raw what? ham is salted and seasoned with garlic, coriander, pepper, juniper berries, and other spices. After curing two to three weeks, the salt is removed, and the ham is aged an additional two weeks.
0: That's awesome. Excuse
1: me, warlock belch. Oh, yeah?
0: Yeah.
1: It is then cold-smoked using local local conifers and sawdust at around 25 Celsius, 77 Fahrenheit, for several days. So they just smoke it at mm-hmm. super low. Oh, it man. then ripens in an air-conditioned room for several weeks, becoming almost black on the outside and acquiring much of its distinctive flavor.
0: <laughs> I mean, one, uh, mouth is watering. Uh, two, I also can't help but, um, <laughs> like, I wonder if she's still making that ham with the juniper berries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Skyrim, we don't deserve Skyrim. you. Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs>
1: ham with the juniper berries. What if she still making the ham with the juniper berries? <laughs> What's the be- matter? Scared of the sight of a strong juniper berried ham? <laughs>
0: oh god. Oh that's too good. Oh my god. has ham if
1: you have juniper <laughs> berries. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I can't, I need a second. <laughs> okay sorry sorry no it's okay i totally it's all right like... it's all right buddy that derailment was grim wasn't it it, it sure was it sure was a um i might uh need somebody else to uh, uh take a hand at the Wilhelm here <laughs> 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 oh, now's the part where we just get silly and punny. Um, okay, Mark, let's do it. So, the Brothers Grimm, Wilhelm the and brothers Jacob. Brothers Grimm. Yep. Uh, yeah, two 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 German brothers in the 1800s. Two going ab- Germans. Two Germans. Oh, God, why haven't we done that yet? Okay, so <laughs> when we come back, and okay, so we are doing a proper episode on the Jersey Devil, doing a proper episode uh-huh. on, uh-huh. well, and, and on rainforests. We're yep, doing a proper yep. we're doing a proper episode on uh, black forest ham, I guess now too. <laughs> we're also <laughs> I think we did it already. I, but okay. Yeah, we we probably did. Now we're gonna have to have a whole new episode, and we'll and we'll cut, cut and we'll and we'll cut a new intro with um, two Germans because uh, we love our fake German accents. Hey, expect kind of Deutsch. So yeah, 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 yeah. Und du sprich kleine Deutsch. So. Yeah, yeah, it's it's happening. So, so yes, these uh two brothers, Jacob and Wilhelm Grimm, uh, two of ten children from Dorothea and Philip Jesus Wilhelm Grimm. So good, good Anya. Philip, um, you mean
1: Dick? <laughs> you mean because they named him after what he did for a profession? Dick and his poor
0: wife. Jesus, I'm sorry. Ten kids is gratuitous. continue sorry. Yeah, no, that's that's a lot That's a line. Um. So they, so they started off uh, following in their father's Wurzstaps. I uh, said he was following in his father's Wutstops Wutstops Wutstops. He was a district magistrate. And so they were going to uh, pursue degrees in law uh, in German history. Uh, however, uh, in 1796, their father uh, passed away at the tender age of 44 from pneumonia. Um, and so there goes the whole... There, there there's that thing. How are we going to support this giant family? Uh, Jacob sort of took over uh, at the age of eleven. He was now the de facto head of the household. They they saved where they could. The brothers went to um, uh, study at the uh, high school uh, Lyceum in Kassel, and so they were still able to, to go to school. Uh, Jacob graduated uh, head of his class in eighteen o two. Wilhelm. uh, Got got the asthma and scarlet fever, um, so he had to. He he, his graduation was it was delayed a little bit, but graduate he did, uh, and they were both uh, going to uh, the University of Marburg to study law, and all was going well. All was going well, um, but during this time. Uh, uh, they came across one, Professor Friedrich Karl von uh, Savigny, who was um, uh, uh, also very interested, and, and, and soon the brothers developed an interest in German literature and German folklore. Jacob went with uh, Savigny to, to Paris for a bit. Wilhelm became more interested in German literature, started collecting books. And then when the brothers reunited in Castle in uh, 1806, they they switched, they they switched their degrees from from law to German literature. Uh this little thing ha- the called the Napoleonic Wars happened and so <laughs> this they little, it was a trifle. this little, yes. this little, this little trifle. A little speed uh, bump. Yeah, just just a little speed bump there. Um, and on top of that in 1808, uh, that is when their mother passed away too. So like things are looking you might say things are looking pretty grim. <laughs> For the brothers Grimm. Oh boy. Uh however, <laughs> they had a couple of other friends, uh Achim von Arn Arnim and uh Clemens Brentano, uh they were they were two uh, associates of the brothers and they said like, "Hey, uh we're want to like maybe publish some some folk tales. So, so can you go around these areas? Can you can you collect some of these um, uh, uh stories that the old grandmamas would tell?" collect them, write them down, edit them, and then we'll publish them. And so that's just what they did. And in um, 1812, the first volume was published containing 86 stories and the second volume of 70 stories uh, came a few years later in 1815. And so, yeah, they these two went out and conducted these interviews, uh, recorded all these stories. And while they're not like not always explicitly set in the black forest. The fact that so many of these stories are set in forests, um, you know, little red riding hood, uh, snow white, or with her German name, aschenpudel Poodle. Um, <laughs> th- th- right. Just, just, just so many of these, of these stories of these fanciful stories that once they were published, captured a national imagination and, yeah, sort of, like, cemented this idea of, like, the forest and ooky spookiness um, with, yeah, like, fairies and witches and uh, talking wolves and, and things like that, too. And so, and so yeah, that's, that's, kind of, that's kind of where we are. That's kind of where we are. Yeah. Do um, you have a uh, favorite? Oh, man. I have, I have a couple. Um, I actually think, because, yeah, like, growing up, huge, um, huge Grim, Grim Fairy Tale uh, uh, fan. Um, there's one in particular, uh, called Iron Hans, which is kind of sweet. Uh, okay. and I thought I saw there's going to maybe be like a film adaptation or something like that, but it's basically okay. the sort of, it's, it's, you know, your, your sort of typical, um, rags to riches story. There's this kid, uh, named Hans or no, no, no kid is a different name and he's like a page at the castle. Um, And he meets up with this like kind of ghost soldier and the ghost soldier's name is Iron Hans. And so as this like young man is like, you know, having his like his 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 trials, his tests, um, the local king says, oh, defeat these bandits. Um, And so the so the kid calls Iron Hans to come help him out. And then the kid wins the princess's hand and all that. And then come to find out, yeah, like Iron Hans was like this old general or something like that who like, it, 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 it's awesome. I'm not doing it justice. It's also been a while since I've read it, but Iron Hans is awesome. <laughs> um, one of my other sort of favorite ones, it's much shorter, it's much goofier, is Hans My Hedgehog. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, this is not a Sonic the Hedgehog OC um, <laughs> Tumblr, Tumblr fanfic, or maybe it is. Maybe it is in a way. Ich mach schlecht. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, story goes. There's this old couple that have tried for years to have kids, and the and the wife says like, "I man, if I just oh 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 fairy of the forest, because I have to, I guess tie it back into what our episode's about. (laughs) (laughs) If I ever had a child, I would I would love it no matter what, even if it came out a hedgehog. And lo and behold. You know, um uh fuck around with the fairy of the forest, you'll find out with the fairy of the forest. Sure enough, she gives birth to this like weird, like half hedgehog, half human thing. Oh um, no. But she loves it all the same. And she is true to her words, she loves it. And he grows up and like all the little kids are making fun of him, but you know, he's half hedgehog, and so he's just doing his best. And and again, it's been a while since I've read it. I forget all the details, but he also proves his valor, proves his bravery. Um, marries a princess and like sheds his hedgehog spiny skin and is a beautiful young man um <laughs> so yeah that one's also fun that one's also pretty fun all right um all right so yeah I, I, those are those are my two probably fa- fairly niche uh but what about you mark what's what are some of your favorite and even if they're not grim fairy tales necessarily if they're like mother goose or whatever that's fine too i guess um, yeah, I kind of crash-coursed a couple because I wasn't a big Grimm's kid, but, like, okay.
1: you know, whatever. So I crash-coursed. And, um yeah, there's a few standouts. Uh,
0: Bearskin. Oh, yeah. That one's awesome. That one's yeah, sweet. Yeah, where a
1: soldier is tricked by Satan to be a rich man or to be a rich wild man for seven years, uh, finds true love, and then tricks two bitchy sisters into committing suicide um the juniper tree um or the story of how a woman eats an scp and then kills her stepson and then her daughter that one's pretty cool uh hansel and gretel which we all know and love the story of how a woman what's that a woman that's right josh can't be trusted sends her stepchildren not to get lost in the black forest only for those children to eat the house of a different woman and then kill that same different woman oh yeah
0: yeah sensing a
1: theme (laughs) It's a real theme here, or maybe the fisherman and his wife, about a fish who is spared from the net of a fisherman, who has to keep granting him wishes because the man's wife is a what? That's right, a gold digger. <laughs> she ain't hanging with no broke fisherman. <laughs> main main takeaway with Brothers Grimm is women might be bad equals, but also they pioneered the uh, porn hub tagline of "What are you doing, stepmother?"
0: Yeah, so. <laughs> Again, man. Like, <laughs> just just where I'll we go are. To the
1: forest. What are you doing, stepmother? <laughs> Here, have this apple. Ooh, what are you doing, stepmother? I'm just a little rosy-cheeked boy. I hope I don't eat a poisoned apple. Like, <laughs> oh, dunker, stepmama. Maybe that's
0: it. You know, maybe that's what's wrong with our society. Is it's not. It's not. It's not Trump. It's not Harambe getting killed. It's that we stopped. <laughs> we stopped at the grim fairy tales because also, and and you pointed this out too. Like these go hard. These are these are yes. the, one of the best. Um, oh my god! One of the best ones is uh, for uh, um, Cinderella. Oh, that's it. Okay, no, Cinderella is Ashen Poodle, not not Snow White. Yeah, Snow White's. Yeah, Cinderella's. O- o- oh, o- okay. Poodle. okay. Okay. Yeah. Um the end of the story to Ashen Poodle. Um, so yes, like there's a thing with the glass slipper, and she marries the the, the the prince and all that. Um the stepsisters they like mutilate their feet, they like cut off parts of their feet to try to fit into the glass slipper, but the prince uh-huh. is like, No, this can't be you. There's blood. <laughs> there's blood coming out of this. Um <laughs> so then she's eventually found, they get married. And so then, like, the evil stepfamily, they're put into iron shoes that are heated red hot, and then they dance until they die. <laughs> um, same for uh, the, the princess and the frog, or the, the, the frog prince. Um, uh, in, instead of kissing him to, like, break the, sp- the spell, she takes up the frog, like, dashes it against a wall, just chucks this frog at a wall and that's what breaks the spell and like a young yeah like a young handsome prince pops out um they're odd. oh okay no wait this is oh my god this is this is my all-time favorite one um okay. okay What is this called it's called uh like the bird the mouse and the sausage okay all right so, so there's a bird and a mouse and a sausage they all are they have, like, a little, like, commune going. They all three find a way to, like, live together. Um, and what is, it? what is it? I think the bird flies out to gather firewood. The mouse goes to the river to get water. And the sausage is the cook. So the sausage, like, warms up the, like, frying pan. He jumps in, kind of gets a nice, like, uh, fond going on the bottom there. And then that's how they make soup. And then that's what they eat. Um and then one day, I don't know if it's like a witch or something, I forget, um, like starts like like putting, putting uh, a suspicion into like the bird is like, look bird, like you, you have this the worst of all, you know, like you have to go fly out and like gather firewood. I think maybe the, the bird collects firewood or whatever, but the sausage gets to like just stay home next to the cozy fire. So like, that's not very fair, you know? And so the bird says, "Like, okay, look, we need to like rotate jobs here. So, sausage, you go out and get firewood. Mouse, you go get water, and then I'll stay here and do the cooking, or something like that. They they they, they switch jobs. Well, okay. when the when the sausage goes out to get firewood, a dog comes along and eats him. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, nine. I, uh, I think the mouse like drowns in the river or something like that. Um, okay." And then the bird is like, "Okay, well, I saw how the sausage cooked. He would like heat up the skillet and then jump in and then jump out again. I guess that's how you cook. So the bird like basically cooks himself to death. <laughs> oh my God. And the moral of the story is, do your job and like don't don't be don't be like concerned with what other people are doing. Um, just like I guess know your station in life. <laughs> Which is not the best moral, but it's just so absurd. Well,
1: you, you know, I think my biggest takeaway from doing Show the Kids and Dangle is that um take your cut, but know what your cut should be.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, I, I think it's that. It's yeah. Oh my god. But it's so it's so funny. It's so funny. Uh, <laughs> it's awesome. And yeah, I just I, cause yeah, we, we had a book. We had a book of I I, I don't think it was like all, I don't think it was both volumes. I think it was like, you know Maybe like certain selected ones. We had had like, I don't know, like 50 or 60 Grim grim Fairy Tales. And yeah, um, Iron Hans, Hans My Hedgehog, The Mouse, The Bird, and The Sausage. Oh God, they're so, they're so good. (laughs) (laughs) But it is, it's, well, and even, you know, like Little Red Riding Hood, um, uh, Goldilocks, and The Three Bears, it is, and like we said- Rapunzel, Rumpelstiltskin. Rapunzel, Rumpelstiltskin, Rumpelstiltskin, and so, any movie
1: you've seen by Disney, yeah, that yeah, isn't yeah.
0: Lion King, because
1: that's um, Hamlet. But like, yeah, yeah, like literally any movie you've seen by Disney
0: is a uh, grim. And so much of it is, when you go out in the forest, like weird shit happens. Like weird shit happens. Weird shit happens. You you meet talking animals. You meet witches. You f- find uh, yeah like dwarves and 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 their mines, um, which and and. We have said before, and like pretty much all of our Yokai episodes, all of our Fearsome Critter episodes, um had, had a whole bunch of our Lovecraft readings, like he was freaked out by the forest. <laughs> um We had to
1: do Whisper in Darkness. That one is all about being yeah. in the woods and being afraid of being in the woods.
0: Yeah. Right. And well and, and even like going back, you know, um uh yeah, the the very early um colonies here in America like the forest was like Indian territory and that's where they did their, their like pagan magic and we're good god fearing Puritans or whatever so like even that like built in from the beginning like the whole Salem witch trial was ah these girls are dancing in the forest um clearly nothing good can come from that
1: <laughs> God hates trees because his son was nailed to what that's right a tree <laughs> kill the trees burn back the trees the pagans are here
0: Oh God, that's <laughs> another one too. Oh man, okay, hold on. There was okay. Um, what's up? What's up? Well, there was a um, there was a there was a Christian missionary or or priest or something like that um, who like who, who like cut down the sacred oak of Woden or something like that. Donar's oak, A.K.A. Thor's oak, was a sacred tree of the Germanic pagans. Um, again, located somewhere around uh, Hesse, Germany. That's that's a little bit yeah. Further, that's a little bit further north than the Black Forest, but like right there, and that's it. The Anglo-Saxon missionary Saint Boniface and his retinue cut down the tree, um, and then used the wood to build a church. Yeah, because yeah, sure. like that's a, yeah for 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 all these Germanic tribes too. Yeah, like sacred trees, sacred forests. Um, oh, but that's it too. That's it too. Literally, we are cutting down.
1: You know, we are cutting down. Your place of worship, and we are making it into ours. And mm-hmm. man, fucking like, okay, I'm not hitting on Christians
0: here, but god damn, dude, Christians are shitty. Like, yeah, so shitty. I mean, there's so yeah, there, there's so many sacred trees. Just on the same, because I, I, did. I just went to Wikipedia. So many sacred trees. There's the sacred tree at Uppsala. um well, that's the ash, right? At yeah, uh-huh. is yeah, that yeah. the the giant sacred ash tree? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. The the uh, even just like in Norse mythology, broader like the world tree, Yggdrasil. I- 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 you know, like that's ah, yep. oh, so good, so stinking good. Okay, sorry, sorry. All right, I'm, I'm getting no, too you're cool. I'm getting too horned up for Brothers Grimm. Getting too horned up for for sacred trees here. Um, I don't know, Mark. <laughs> any any sort of like other like things? Things like lest I like lose sight of the forest for the trees here. Any other things that we want to touch on?
1: Yeah. So um, just really quick. I want, I got one little bit here left. Um, We're afraid of the forest. The forests are scary, Josh. There's Mm -hmm. lions and tigers and bears. Oh my, whatever. Mm -hmm. But there's also another unseen foe there. Maybe. Um, And then once again, this is number four tonight, I think, but, future mark keep that we fit music because really quick we're gonna talk about the prevalence of ufos in the woods <laughs> oh,
0: no. oh no
1: i'm the juggernaut bitch <laughs> i got this tree in fourth grade i'm fucking hammering on kombuchas
0: you like my spaceship it's a dodge
1: <laughs> you like my spaceship it's a metallic sphere. <laughs> uh no in no particular order On November 5th, 1975, a lumberjack named Travis Walton was seen by the the other four men in his lumberjack crew to be taken by a beam of light up into a UFO in the woods, the Mm -hmm. woods, near Snowflake, Arizona. Walton reappeared days later in the middle of town, confused and claiming that he had been taken by... Aliens. November 9, 1979, in the Drecmont Forest in northern Scotland, a forest worker named Robert Taylor and his dog were out doing their rounds near the M8 motorway when they saw a large metallic dome floating just above the trees. This metallic drone this metallic dome, then dropped to quote sea mines, which emitted a smell like burning brake pads. These two objects chased Taylor down and drug him back to the Mother Dome. Taylor blacked out mid-abduction, but woke up muddy in the middle of the road with the concussion and pretty badly beaten. So badly beaten, the police said that he had been assaulted by people. (laughs) On Thursday, February the 25th, 1999, just a few minutes before noon, 14 forestry workers were planting seedling pines along the the mountains of Washington state witnessed a small disc-shaped object descend slowly over a ridge and then pass towards their south. This same disc-shaped object dropped down over a herd of elk and then began purposely wobbling. Uh, The elk grazing did not notice the object until the object dropped down and picked up one of the animals by the head ...and flew off with it.
0: Oh my god.
1: (laughs) (laughs) September 19th, 1961. Betty and Barney Hill. The first abduction of Americans on American soil happened on a highway... ...one mile south of the Indian Head Mountain forest in New York State. The highway ran through thick woods, Josh. 1980, Christmas morning, early in England, we already talked about the Rendlesham Forest incident in our Utsuro Bune episode, go listen to that. Mm-hmm. Finally, in 1967, at Falcon Lake in Manitoba, a silver prospector was badly burnt by a 12-meter diameter metallic dome-shaped craft that he put his hand on. The craft then shot steam at him. I could go on, I will go on, but I'm spoiling all the Season 8 of Two Wizards, because, well, you know... That's what I'm doing now. It's just all aliens all the time. I got like four books, and I'm going to go crazy. And I know. I know I said, hey, Josh, we got to talk about the Canic Chase forest. But I read a book about it, and it's too much to talk about in a segment. So it's getting its own episode, too. So right there, Josh, forest. Forest through the trees. Trees, the new sprouting seedlings of episodes promised between you and I. These two wizards, Mark and Josh, on this night in our tower made... Of trees, I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I mean,
0: yeah, I, I got yeah, rebar and
1: concrete, I reckon. But yeah.
0: yeah, well, yeah, we got some brick, but still, like, we, I mean, I mean, I have this lovely wood flooring here that, uh, I, yeah, and that's just it, there you, are. you know, you, 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 not to like do the whole like uh, uh, kumbaya thing, but um, but it is, you know, there there's forests provide so much for us and. Uh, yeah, like just some of the like clear cutting that's going on. I had I w- was almost going to go into a whole kind of thing about like just how much England got uh, deforested, just like leveled um, for like farmland and for uh, yeah, like they're like war efforts and stuff. And like yes, those are good. That's that is part of it is, but it's that whole you know it, it, it's that whole hopefully like mostly symbiotic relationship that we have with nature um Mm -hmm. being 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 good stewards of this planet earth um for every tree that you cut down plant at least one more you know some something like that um industrial like farming operations are not the same as forests having like a mono species of trees like that's not the same um you know all of the yeah the like slash and burning, especially in countries like Brazil, like you know, not not throwing too much shade at them but going back to our agriculture episode with um Lindsay Jean, yeah, this whole like mm. we're we're just we're destroying so much of the forests because we like our beef, and I love beef, don't get me wrong, but also maybe like uh wood pasturing is a thing, uh you know, we could, we could do something like that too. But, you can open
1: range graze in national forest in Colorado, and right? it's good for both parties. Like, yeah. well, and even
0: that, and even that specifically. So, like here, you know, of course, yes, in the Midwest, where just things are lush and, and green all of the time. Like, we uh, get it. You get rain. Stop flexing your rain. Privilege. But also, but also there in Colorado, and specifically the <laughs> San Luis Valley in Alamosa, where where I grew up, and and you and I both have have a long long history there. Yeah, there's, there's a San Juan National Forest right there. There's yep. uh, uh, the Rio Grande National Forest. And you, you were just talking about. San, like, Isabel. Just, San yeah, Isabel. San Isabel is, is
1: colossal.
0: It's yeah. huge, Josh. It's, it's huge. It's so good. It's so good and it's so important. And, and while it is easier, you know, especially there in Colorado, uh, easier in, in some places, maybe more than others, to, to go out and experience that. You don't even necessarily have to do overnight camping, you know, just like go out there, um, grill up some hot dogs and then like call it a day. You don't you don't have to spend overnight if you don't want the the hoodoo to come along and <laughs> wreck your shit, but but, yeah, but right. But all all that is to say is like, you know, I I guess I was also going to like maybe make a Lorax joke here, but it's really no joke. Like like think of the trees. Think of the forests, and it's man. Okay, I don't care that it's late October and like we're getting into freezing now. Damn it, I'm I'm gonna go camping. I'm gonna go camping. Get out there, cause I miss I miss hearing the wind whistling through the trees. And maybe that's the voice of Zeus talking. Maybe that's these uh, uh, conifer pollen that's also like slightly hallucinogenic. Maybe that's working on me too.
1: But yeah, man, make a it. Go out, find make a, a find a forest. Yeah, take your shoes off. Go walk for two miles.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and with that note, dear listeners, we always love hearing from you. So, how 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 often do you try to get out there into forest? What's the last time you've been camping? Um, what's your favorite grim fairy tale that may or may not be set in the Black Forest? Um, or something or something like that. We always love listening and uh, uh, hearing back from you, so, so please get in touch with us. You can send an email to twowizardspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at twowizardspodc1. We're also on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're going to be putting up all sorts of fun uh, uh, pictures here. Um, I will definitely find an illustration of the mouse, the bird, and the sausage. Uh, <laughs> we'll have nothing to do with forests, but maybe that'll just be for me. Uh, <laughs> uh. In, in which case, yeah. If you want to find that picture, I'll, I'll put it up. Find me on Twitter at plaid barbarian. I'll do the mouse of burn the sausage. I'll do Hans my hedgehog. I'll do some of that other stuff too. Um. But uh, But but Mark, what else do we? Well, or actually, here's something too. I guess maybe I could I could jump in with this. Uh. I okay, was yeah. I was recently also a guest on another high hammock radio production. I can't wait to show my kids. Where it's typically Mark and our good friend Brad who do a movie review, trying to fill in the gaps in their cinema history, uh, and they invited me to come on their most recent episode, where we watched Reanimator, uh, based on yeah. based on an H.P. Lovecraft uh, short story that we read not that long ago. So if you liked that two wizards reading of uh, Herbert West Reanimator, please do check out. I can't wait to show my kids. Uh, where we watch the, uh, what was it, the 1985? That was it, right? Uh,
1: three, I want to say, yeah. Something
0: like that. Mid-80s, the mid-80s film mid-80s. adaptation.
1: Somewhere in the 80s. What's cocaine? All yeah. of a drug that you traffic through a forest. <laughs> right,
0: exactly. Exactly. So there is also, yes, the I Can't Wait to Show My Kids podcast, usually with Mark and, and Brad, but I had tagged in this last time. Mark, what else do we mm-hmm. have for uh, High Hammock Radio?
1: Oh, we also have the Dangle podcast, a weekly retrospective rewatch of King of the Hill. We are I think we're right now we're in, we should be into our last season. Josh. Oh boy.
0: And, here we go, listeners. You have you, you can't. You, you can't miss this.
1: Yeah, we're final countdown there. And yeah, you can find me at Marquis Stardust on Twitter. Um thank you for being here, guys. Thank you for listening. You know what, honestly, tell me about any weird ookie spooky forest bullshit that you know of cuz I want to know about it. I like I oh, like scary so forests. They, yeah. I'm horned up for him. Horned up for this foresty mayhem. Um, blue Sky. We're also on Blue Sky. We've got to start yeah, playing blue, around sky, blue Sky, Josh. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's true. that's true. That's the goddamn future. Fuck yep. Twitter.
0: I think we said thing. it
1: three weeks in a row now. <laughs> Fuck Twitter. But, yeah. Um, anyway, guys, thank you for being here. My name is Mark, and I am a wizard.
0: And my name is Josh, and I am a wizard. Take care, everybody.
1: We love you all, everyone. Good night. He
0: rolled upon his bench... And after that, I killed them all. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)